Welcome to Revelation 13, day four, a look at what I call the great counterfeit all throughout this chapter. We're going to finish this chapter tomorrow. We're going to look at verse 18 and a very important number that I know you want to look at in that verse. But today I want to focus on this entire chapter and the counterfeit that's being put forward by Satan in this chapter. We've got to be able to recognize when something is counterfeit. And there's a lot of ways that things can be counterfeited. Sometimes when I'm talking about how we accept the counterfeit gods and the counterfeit hopes and the counterfeit dreams in this world, counterfeit word from God. Sometimes I'd like to put a picture of two dollar bills up on a screen and one is a counterfeit and one is real and ask people if they can recognize the difference. And then I go through some differences that are on the counterfeit. I show them that on the counterfeit, the Federal Reserve Bank seal is wrong. And that's very hard to see unless you really know what you're looking for. And sometimes, sometimes the the counterfeit is hard to see. Details can be important and you have to search through to understand what's counterfeit. I show them in this picture that there's one letter missing from a string of letters. And that sometimes when you're looking for what's counterfeit, sometimes it's what's missing that's important. Sometimes the way I recognize something's not real is there's something's missing. There's a peace missing in someone's life. There's P-E-A-C-E. There's a joy that's missing. There's a dependence on God's word. They're not talking about the right things. Something's missing. That can tip off that there's a, a counterfeit. As I go through this with people, I'll show them that two numbers are found on the right-hand side of an old dollar bill that are absent from a new dollar bill. And remind ourselves through that that sometimes our experience alone can't be trusted. You'd have to read some truth about that to know, oh, things have changed. And so I can't just trust my own experience or feelings to know always what's a counterfeit. I got to trust God's word. But then I also show them, and this is why I love to do this picture, I show them, and nobody ever gets this as they're looking for the counterfeit, that the word dollar is misspelled. I spell it with an E instead of an A, and hardly anyone gets it. You can't miss the obvious. That's the key in this chapter. Do not miss the obvious of the counterfeit. And throughout this chapter, there are all kinds of counterfeits. In fact, let's just walk through them. There's a counterfeit trinity. There's a counterfeit resurrection. There's counterfeit worship. There's counterfeit rule. There's counterfeit miracles. There's a counterfeit mark. Let me just walk you through all these counterfeits in this chapter, Revelation 13. First, you have the counterfeit trinity. You have the dragon, then you have the first beast, and you have the second beast. Satan is setting up this unholy counterfeit trinity. We're supposed to look to him and to trust him. Now, the difference is very clear. Revelation chapter 17, when we get there, verse 8 is going to say, The beast which you saw once was, now is not, and will go to his destruction. That's where this is headed. Hate to tip it off, but that's where this is headed. The beast which you saw once was, now is not, and will go to his destruction. Now, put that against what we saw in Revelation chapter 4, verse 8, about the true trinity, the trinity of God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Who would you rather follow? The one who once was, now is not, and will go to his destruction, or the one who was and is and is to come? A counterfeit will always fail you in the end. And here's this counterfeit trinity that Satan is setting up who will fail everyone in the end. We trust in him because we know that in the Father and Son, Holy Spirit, we have life, life eternal, life everlasting, a life of joy, a life of praise, a life of peace in him. That's why we trust him, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. We don't trust the counterfeit. We trust what's true. In this chapter, there's also a counterfeit resurrection. You see in this chapter the faking of what happened to Jesus on the cross. 
I think that's the main point of the wound to the head. People try to figure out who it was and how it was and what it means. Here's this counterfeit of a wound and a resurrection. Here's this counterfeit of what happened to Jesus. Jesus was wounded for our transgressions, but then he was truly resurrected to live forever. Now, if this is a person that's talking about here and not a government, even if he comes to life for a brief period of time, it's only to die again. This is a government that's being talked about. People will still be thrilled that somehow something has been resurrected that could not have been. And they will put their hope in that fake, that false resurrection. Here's a wound and a healing that does not last. But Jesus' wounds, they last forever. His wounds taken from me on the cross, the forgiveness that he gives. And Jesus' resurrection, he is alive forever. And he is the first fruits. He's the first of all of us who are going to come to life in him. So you don't trust the counterfeit resurrection. All Satan knows to do is counterfeit. You trust the reality, the truth. Counterfeit trinity, counterfeit resurrection. In these verses, there's also a counterfeit worship. We talked about that much the last two days. People who will worship Satan, worship his beasts, rather than worshiping God. Why do we do that? Because... We want to worship something that's more like us. We want to worship something that doesn't make us feel like we have to change so much or that makes us feel uncomfortable that we might be judged. Well, the truth of the matter is God is going to be our judge in the end. I can face him as my savior judge or I can face him him as a judge of wrath because of my sin. I want to face him as my savior. I'm looking forward to that day because the Bible tells us that we've already passed out of judgment into life. So I don't have to worry about that day in him. Counterfeit worship means I worship that which is more like me than like God. In this counterfeit, in these chapters, you see also see a counterfeit rule. They will rule the world as if they are Christ ruling in the millennial kingdom, as if they are God ruling in eternity. And it will look possibly to the world at that time like, finally, everything is happening like it should. Finally, we can all speak the same language. Finally, we're all using the same currency. Finally, there are no more borders. But we'll all be a counterfeit. It will all be a fake. It will all last only for a moment. It'll all be based on intimidation and deception. Jesus said, when he talked about counterfeits, when he talked about deceivers, he taught us you'll know them by their fruits. You'll know people by how they act. You can see by the fruit that comes on a tree what kind of a tree it is. And if somebody's having to use intimidation and deception to rule, you can see clearly what kind of person they are. Counterfeit rule. There are counterfeit miracles all throughout this chapter. The miracle of the raising of this image of the first beast. The miracle of the fire that comes down from heaven. But they're just counterfeit. They won't last. There were counterfeit miracles back in Moses' day. Even the magicians who were in the court of Pharaoh, knew how to counterfeit miracles. But true miracles, true miracles point you to God and his goodness and grace. False miracles point you away from God and his goodness and grace. That's the problem with trusting in miracles. If you trust only in miracles, you can be fooled. You can be deceived because miracles can be counterfeited. No, you trust in where miracles are pointing you. And these miracles, these counterfeit miracles, pointed people to the beast, not to God's goodness. And then there's one final counterfeit in these verses. There is a counterfeit mark, this mark that comes upon all of those who are following the beast. And we focus, we tend to focus on no one could buy and sell. We tend to focus on the financial part of this because our lives are so financial. But to me, that's not the main truth. The main truth is a spiritual part. It is a counterfeit mark. The mark, of course, is a 
imitation. It is Satan's imitation of God's seal on his own people. God has sealed us. He has marked us as his own. And Satan is going to let people choose to be marked as Satan's. And they're not going to be able to do anything in this world unless they're marked as Satan. Then the choice has to be made. Whose mark is on my life? It's all counterfeit. It's all fake. It's all phony. It's a fake of a fake. Truth is, Satan never created anything. Satan can't create. Only God can create. All Satan knows how to do is copy. All he knows is fake. All he knows is try to twist and deceive based on what's real. All he knows how to do is counterfeit. And so throughout this chapter, we see a counterfeit God, Satan pretending to be God. We're going to see tomorrow that it won't last long. We're going to see that God has a greater plan. As we pray today, let's pray for wisdom. As we pray for wisdom, our Father, we ask that not only would you help us to see the counterfeits in our lives today, but you'd help us to help others, not with a spirit of judgment that pushes them away, but a spirit of love and grace that helps people to see that when you trust in materialism, all you're going to get is materialism. When you trust in sexual pleasure, all you're going to get is sexual pleasure. And that those things that we get, we just get them for a moment. Materialism turns to disappointment. Sexual pleasure turns to disease and then turns to loneliness. Our Father, help us to help people see what's real by living what's real in our own lives. Today, help me to live out the reality of your joy. Help me to live out the reality of your grace. Help me to live out the reality of who you are in my life today. And as I live it, I pray that somebody would see in me the reality of what you could do in their life. I ask that this would happen, and I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. And join us tomorrow. We're going to look at the number that you've been waiting to talk about. (laughs) 